there, and welcome to the Homeschooling Family Podcast. Here, we discuss just about everything that comes into play when you're a Christian homeschooling family. I'm Leslie Nunnery, and on today's podcast, I'm joined by Erin Chase of $5 Dinners. We'll be talking about the importance of, and also the challenge and struggles of family dinners, and how to effectively and efficiently plan dinners for your family. Erin shared some really helpful tips and information, and I believe that even if you've struggled in this area before, you'll leave this podcast encouraged and excited to see changes in your family's mealtime habits. I am so glad you're here. So let's dive right in. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back. I am really, really thrilled to have Erin Chase joining us today. Erin is with My Freeze Easy, um, among other things, but we're going to talk today a lot about meals and meal planning and all that stuff. So Erin, thank you so, so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me on. I'm so excited to chat. Well, I am too. Meals are one of my favorite things in the world, so I will be very eager to talk about it today. Um, Can you tell everybody, before we dive in, a little bit about yourself and your family and and really kind of what prompted you to to become the freeze-easy mama that you are? Sure. So, yes, I started blogging at $5dinners.com, which we still uh, share recipes there, 12 years ago which is wild. And (laughs) we have been sharing budget-friendly recipes and meal plans and freezer meal plans and hacks and tips and all the things around just making food, dinner, groceries more affordable. And as my family grew, the need for, and our schedule got busier and busier and busier and busier, uh, the need for having meals on backup, as I like to say, Mm. uh, or freezer meals, just became so great. And I was sharing about that on $5 dinners. And we ended up releasing a number of meal plans using ingredients from Costco. So you would like buy a pack of like eight tomato sauces and, you know, chicken and beans and corn and all that. And I kind of turned it into like a mix and match game. And we released these meal plans that would use up the ingredients from Costco. They cost about 150 bucks and you would end up with 18, 20, 22 meals from that particular set of ingredients. And those went gangbusters crazy. Uh, We released 12 of those. They're still available. And what I learned from that and what I heard from our community was that they wanted to choose the recipes. So, you know, I would pick the recipes to put in these based on this set of ingredients that I, you know, bought at Costco. And other, you know, I want to use this at my regular store and I want to be able to pick recipes. And so we got an overwhelming amount of feedback along those lines. And so we built the web or browser app and the mobile apps that are now My Freeze Easy that allow you to do that. Mm. You can go in and pick based on what's on sale. We have chicken categories so that, you know, whatever's on sale at your store, whether it's ground beef or chicken or pork roast or whatever, you can easily find the recipes and then you know, my, my intention and the way I use it is when I see something on sale, then I'll pick recipes around that, make the meals. I usually do 10, maybe 12 at a time. I don't go crazy and do 40 meals at once. Um, (laughs) and that's turned out to be really great. And you can, we have a ton of dietary restriction options, you know, if you're eating keto or paleo, gluten-free. So we've created it so that it's very adaptable and easy to use. And it's going to, you're going to be able to find the recipes that are going to fit for your family. 
uh, and then it'll create the entire plan for you. So that's kind of the the history of, of how all of that evolved. And, you know, my heart is is to help you kind of three, three, threefold, I suppose. And it's uh, to make dinner easier and to do that in a way that's more affordable um, and to do it in a way that's when the witching hour arrives at four or five o'clock mm. when it's time to cook and you're over the day um, that you have some easy options. So that's, that's kind of the, the, the heart underneath of all that we do with both $5 dinners and with my freeze easy. Yeah, it's your resources are super, super helpful. Um, I just full disclosure, our menu tonight includes the chicken ranch tacos that are uh, that we got through my freeze easy. So, um, you know, we have loved everything that we've done. But what's really been amazing and so helpful to me, you know, David and I work a lot running Teach Them Diligently and and writing and doing all of the things that we do. We have older kids now who are in college and they're in and out, you know, high school and college kids in and out all the time. Their friends are in and out all the time. It Our house is just very, very chaotic and busy. And yet it's always been incredibly important to us to redeem those times that we can spend together. And dinner is one of those. And so, um, you know, we've, we've just found through the years that having a plan for that has made it so, so much more accessible, having those dinners, those times together, so much more accessible. Um, and your resources really, really help with that. So as a mom that uses it, I want to thank you. Well, I'm so glad to hear that. That just makes my heart happy. And <laughs> I think I think you 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 nailed it. And the the moment that you that you, you know, mom, if your mom or dad or whoever's the cook, the moment where I'm going to say moms because, you know, generally generally speaking, yeah. Generally speaking, uh the moment you sit down at the dinner table, I think there's two versions of that. Let's say, so imagine you're like, you know, you've just been in the kitchen, you're, you know, you've made the meal, you've made the side dishes, you've set it all out, whether you're doing family style or buffet style or however you serve your meal. And, you know, it's, I don't know about you, but at our house, it's a little chaotic getting all to the table. Um, It's just just busy. A lot of movement, a lot of chatter. It's just busy. And if we're already exhausted or we're already stressed, then that moment where we sit down, you're just like, oh, like there's just this or that's so that's one moment or you can like have a pleasant meal prep experience because dinner was easy because the slow cooker cooked it all day or because you put it from the freezer directly into the instant pot or you put it from thawing in the fridge directly into the oven or whatever. Like you didn't have to do much. So that just frees up your mental, emotional, spiritual energy to then have a moment where you pull up to the table and you're like, all right, people, what's up? Like, let's, yep. let's chat about the day. Let's connect. Let's have our devotion. And that there's, I think there's, it's one or the other. There's not a lot of in yeah. between, I feel like, at least not for me. Um, and we certainly have, I, I certainly still have those moments of like, oh my gosh, what's happened today? And <laughs> but, but and you can, you can certainly turn it around uh, come dinner time. But I want that moment where you're going to sit down at the table to be one where you're just like almost like relieved that you get to sit down now and enjoy this time Mm -hmm. with your family and connect with them and talk about the funny things and the good things and the hard things and the, 
you know, tough conversations that, you know, happen, however old your kids are. And yeah, what I'm after with creating that resources and tools that make for a smooth dinner prep experience so that you can sit down and have that sweet time with your family. Well, I will, um, just kind of be real honest here. My my downfall can actually start a little in advance of sitting down at the meal. Um, you know, we joke all the time about how these people constantly want to eat. They they constantly want more food, um, and I can be. I can get so righteously triggered when you know, David will come in and I'm working away and he's like, hey, what's for dinner tonight? That for some reason can absolutely set me off if I don't have a plan. Now, if I do, then I'm like, oh, well, we have chicken ranch tacos tonight. And they're in the, you know, it changes everything from like almost feeling like he's, um, like he's attacking me, which he absolutely isn't. He's asking a, a normal question, but like I take it so personally if I'm chaotic and frantic of spirit and not prepared. And this helps me just by planning ahead a little bit. It helps so much just in those very natural, very innocent interactions with people when you feel like you're frayed and frazzled and one more thing can easily kind of topple you over the edge there. Okay, so you have just identified in a beautiful way two things that happen. Um, one is decision fatigue, which, you know, we all can make so many decisions in a day. And by the time typically witching hour shows up or when, you know, David comes in to say what's for dinner at 530, uh, you're out, you're done. Your, your, your brain is over. Um, but w- the other thing that happens when you don't have a plan for dinner when you don't know what you're going to be making and you kind of show up at five and open the fridge and kind of have a panic, um, all day long, you have spinning in the back of your head, oh my gosh, what are we doing about dinner tonight? You don't even know you're having that thought. It's totally subconscious. It's there because we do have to eat every day. We do have to think about food. I think, I think I've read research where human beings uh, make like 2,000 food decisions a day. Most of the wow, <laughs> yes, I know. Most of that's happening behind the scenes. But does that make sense? Why you would get triggered by a simple question? Because you're tired. You've already made a bunch of decisions not related to food today, and now you have to make a food decision that you know <laughs> make everybody in the family happy, or you're going to get some whining. Uh, then it's it's a lot. But when you make the decision in the morning of what you're going to have, or at the beginning of the week, or however you do your planning. Mm-hmm. You don't have that what's for dinner spinning question going on underneath of the radar all day long so that when he does ask you that question, you can just answer it on the fly. It doesn't come emotionally loaded as if you didn't have a plan. Does that make sense? Oh, it does. It does. I'm still kind of reeling from the 2000 food choices a day statement. But yes, (laughs) it absolutely makes sense. Wow. That's just incredible. Well, how how then do you encourage people to plan ahead, whether it's like you alluded to earlier, where you're making freezer meals and you're planning ahead in advance, well in advance, or just kind of getting ahead of the week, a day at a time, however it is, what are some steps or some tips that you would give to moms who really do desire to get ahead of this? So I, you know, there's not a right or wrong way to do meal planning, right? There's actually a lot of different ways that you can do it. So I don't want to give you like one specific way. I'll certainly share how I do it because I think it works really well for different types of, of you know, life stages and personalities and things like that. But I think that 
it ultimately comes down to doing something for the next meal. So Mm -hmm. one thing, you know, if you're eating lunch at, you know, homeschooling, you're eating lunch at home at breakfast, maybe you're going to make hot dogs for lunch or something. So set the buns out next to the you know sink. So you're like, oh, hot dogs for lunch. Same thing for dinner. Or if you don't start the slow cooker in the morning, set out the jar of marinara sauce that you're going to use later in the day to make uh, you know, spaghetti or rigatoni and sausage or whatever you're going to make. And so just doing something to for the next meal, I call it being one step ahead, that is going to then help with that underlying what's for dinner question, the food decisions, the all of those things. You you just kind of tick it off your list when you do something along those lines. And there's a number of different things like that that you can do to remind yourself. But I do um, recommend having a weekly plan of some kind that has a little bit of flexibility built into it. Because as we know, our day can get derailed at a moment's notice. And so having some kind of a plan, a weekly plan, five, six, seven meals, depending on how often you eat at home, that is going to equip you with what you need for each day as the week approaches. So there's a couple things to consider with that too, is your schedule, uh, your mood, um, and then just, you know, life mini crises that, that may come your way. And so when I do a weekly meal plan and I, and I would say maybe start with something along these lines, um, and just work it into your current system, your current family, favorite meals, things like that. And I, I do, I plan four fresh meals. So meals that I'm going to cook tonight. And I, I have that time in my schedule, especially this year, I've had that time in my schedule. Um, but even before I, I'm gen- I work from home, so I'm generally home and I can do that. Um, and then I plan two to three, depending on if we're going out to eat or whatever, freezer meals to make throughout the week. And the freezer meals are generally you know, slotted for days that I know will be out of the house in the afternoon or days I know I'm not going to feel like cooking. Because fun fact, I'm a food blogger and I love to feed my family and I love to cook and I'm very good at it. But sometimes I just don't feel like it. (laughs) (laughs) What? What? I know. So having, and I've kind of figured out that it's Thursdays. Like for some reason, Thursday rolls around and I'm kind of like, I'm over it. I've fed you people all week long. (laughs) That's right. And you still (laughs) want more? What? You still want to eat. Why? So I, so Thursdays have become either a freezer to slow cooker or freezer to instant pot day. Cause I don't have to, I just throw it in and move along. Um, and I know we'll have an option and, and you know, we can throw together, you know, a quick rice or side dishes or vegetables from the freezer or something like that. So it's pretty easy to pull t- a meal together, you know, based on just simple ingredients from the pantry and freezer that, you know, can go with a freezer meal. So I like having some fresh meal options mixed in with freezer meals for the days that I know I'm going to need them. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there was, I remember one time we had like the last appointment of the day at the pediatrician's office or something, which is like the worst because they're all backed up. They're waiting forever in the waiting room. This is, this was um, pre COVID. So um, now you don't even wait in the waiting room. You go straight back. But the, I just remember thinking, Oh my gosh, it's now it's like four forty-five all of a sudden. And like, now we're, I'm going to get the cranky kids soon from hungry. And, you know, so I immediately default to, I'll just run through the drive-through on the way home. Right. Well, us running yep. through the drive through and you too, it's over 40 bucks, sometimes 50 bucks. It's and that's terrible. Yes. Drive through option. And I know I have a meal in the freezer. 
have a meal in the freezer. Like I can make, and Steve was home. So I texted him, Hey, go look for the sloppy Joe meat. Just warm it up in the skillet. And you know, I'll be home and I'll throw together some vegetables or something like that. Like I just saved myself 50 bucks because Mm -hmm. I had a meal or well, minus the cost of the meal, but huge difference. And you know, when life, the, the busier and the faster that life gets, that drive through temptation, the takeout temptation, I'm not against it at all. As long as you're, it's, you know, in your planned in your budget. I don't, it doesn't need to be planned on a certain day, but planned into your budget because it's so easy to just buzz through the drive through, spend that 40, 45, 50 bucks, whatever it is. Guess what we don't do? We do not add that food tally up very well. Right. Because yeah. we have to eat every day. Because they need to be fed, because you're going to get cranky or they're going to get cranky or whatever. Like we just don't add up that tally. And unless you're really good and you're checking your bank statements every week or every month, like most people are completely shell shocked when they look at how much they spend on going out to dinner. Shell shocked. And so I think because we don't have a great like just mentally, we don't tally those up. We just lose sight. And then all of a sudden you're like, why am I so over budget on my food? Well, because Hmm. life is busy and you went out to the fast food four times this week. I'm sorry. I don't have $200 to go to fast food four times a week. I just don't. I would rather put that money in a retirement account or a vacation fund (laughs) or whatever. Right. And so when we can kind of rethink how the food dollars get spent, then the next conversation is, okay, what can I do with, you know, this other, you know, money that we have, where can I go? So Mm. that's kind of a little rabbit trail there. But I want, I I share that because I think it's important to think about how our mood and our schedule and the activities and the busyness can so quickly derail our food spending. But having, like I said, at the very beginning, like having backup to prevent that is going to be so crucial. And that's why I love the kind of money saving piece of all of this too is that it it kind of spills into the other areas of our personal finance as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, you were bringing up that eating out element. And as you were as you were talking, and this is, I guess, a little bit out of your wheelhouse, but I would imagine that you have thought it through and and have an answer to this. How important is or how how big of a factor, I guess, is just kind of keeping your kitchen space cleaned up a little bit, just like your normal picking up, cleaning up. I know for me, when things get out of kilter and we're running so fast and there's dishes stacked up and, you know, somebody has missed their, their dishes night or whatever. I don't want to, I don't even want to be in there. So how important is just those little, those little everyday steps of just maintaining things around the, your cook prep area or your prep area. How important is that in, you know, kind of achieving this piece and, and these great family mealtimes? Okay. I love that you're asking this because we just scripted this for our podcast. Oh, beautiful. We didn't even talk about it. I'm like, I'm going to throw her a curveball, but I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> no, I love it. We just, we're doing this and we, we have the Aaron Chase show. We have, we're working on season three for early 2021. And this is one of the topics because if you're not well organized in the kitchen or clean or cleanly or have those sort of systems in place, then it is going to be a challenge for you to one plan and to execute dinner. And then of course that spills into, Oh, I just don't want to cook the dishes or piled high. So I'm just going to have DoorDash send me some pizza or whatever. 
You just don't even want to be in there. You don't want to be around there. That chaos is something that me personally, I just don't, I don't want. (laughs) I have enough chaos in my life. I don't need that. Right. I think if this is, this is a, I'm sure there's a psychological name for, or or whatever for this, but um, I noticed this when my kids were toddlers and, you know, when we would clean the playroom really clean it, organize it, put all the little people back in the same pin, bin, put all the Duplos in the same bin, like actually like get down in there and really organize it. What would happen is they would play. I'm sure you've experienced this too. So nicely. They would play longer with a certain set of toys. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's going to get messed up again. There's going to be stuff all over the place. Um, but, you know, it, with the toys analogy, you get a system. If you can get them put back in the place, they're going to play better they're going to be yep. in a better mood because it's organized. It's easy to find what they're looking for. Of course, more disasters come. Same exact thing applies in the kitchen. When your kitchen, when everything is put back in its place and yeah, I've totally had moments of why is the can opener not in the right place? <laughs> when you're moving through the kitchen fast, trying to make dinner and it's not there. Now you got to go looking for it. And something's already simmering on the stovetop. And now it's going to like, it just, it just creates extra chaos that you don't need. And so I think it throws you off. Totally. I think it's super important to have the kind of systems and processes, if you will, that's a very business-like term, but applied that into your kitchen. So I personally love to come down in the morning and the kitchen is all cleaned up. You know, maybe we ran the dishes overnight. So sure, there's some that need to be put away. But the the sink is cleared out for the most part. The the counters are all clean and cleared off. Like that is my dream because it's like, yep. I'm not an artist. I can barely draw a stick figure. But if I, that's like my blank canvas where mm-hmm. I'm going to create art in the form of food for whether it's breakfast or lunch or dinner or whatever, you know, snacks or baking or whatever. I want my kitchen to be like that every single morning. And for many years, especially when the kids were younger, I made sure that happened. I made sure that, you know, and then, and they've been doing chores since they were younger, but now for the most part, I don't have to do any of it. Um, right. <laughs> and, and I will come through and kind of do the final, final, I'm, I'm, I call myself the final sweeper where I'll come mm-hmm. through, like they've already unloaded and re- restarted the dishwasher and they've, um, sprayed and cleaned the table. They've sprayed and cleaned the counters. Somebody's run the the big, we have a giant like dust moppy type broom. Somebody's run that mm-hmm. through, you know, the, the main kitchen. And so the, the chores, it's like a team effort now. And then I come through and do the final sweep. And by doing that, it, it gets me to that place where in the morning we do that. And then having been eating at home all the time, you know, in 2020, we, we kind of have a mini version of that that happens after lunch and then the, you know, the full version that happens after dinner and that in doing that, it, it, everybody, everybody's happier in the kitchen. Everybody's happier yeah. on meal, meal prep time, not just me. Um, and so I think that that's super important to, and you have to try, we've tried different things. Um, the thing that's worked the best for us, as far as the chores go is after dinner, everybody has the same chore for an entire week. And then Mm -hmm. sometimes we rotate them. Sometimes we just keep them on. They like to rotate through because they don't like to have to do the dishes every night. All the time. I was about to say they get off dishes duty. (laughs) So we rotate them through like who's running trash and recycle. But it, when we all do it together, literally we're done in five or 10 minutes. It's super quick. 
And then I just come in through and do my final sweep. I actually usually do that after bedtime. Um, but it just makes the experience in our time and the energy in the kitchen, having it, you know, I do, I'm very high on like Enneagram, like orderliness and things being where they're supposed to be. That's high for me naturally, mm-hmm. personality wise. But I think for anybody, and especially families where you have lots of different types of personalities, everybody works best in a right decluttered, cleared out, clean space. So when that's, that's almost like foundational, yeah. if you will. So I'm glad you brought that up. But then once that's in place, then the planning can happen. Then the cooking can happen. The freezer meal prep sessions can happen. That can kind of all happen because you're not constantly, oh, I have to do the dishes again. Or same yeah. for laundry. Yeah. Oh, I got to do the laundry again. Like, no, you're going to do the laundry every day. You're going to do this every day. Get over it. Like, it just is what's happening. So f- figure out how to make those things such a part of the daily activity that then frees up your your time, your mental energy, your space for the actual. Right. Well, and, and doubling back to really the, the reason why we're talking about this in the first place, which is it boils down to our relationship within our family, our relationships with our children, our relationship with our husband and, and, and really making the most of that time that we have at dinner time. But, but this question of kind of keeping the, the kitchen orderly and so on that, for so many, for most, maybe even for all, the, the kitchen is the center of the household. That's where, I mean, all of life runs through there. And so if it is, if your kitchen environment is making you crazy, you're going to have a much more difficult time to just kind of stop and invest in your kids when they're ready to talk or to sit down and, and just take the time to engage with them in the way that they need you to. Same with your husband. Um, so it really, truly is much more than just the sum of its parts. It's more than just doing the dishes. This creates an atmosphere for your home that spills over into all of your relationships, really. Oh, 100%. One, like, it. I think that the, I think mm-hmm. of the kitchen as like the heartbeat of the house, right? And if your heartbeat's not healthy, then the rest of your body is not healthy, then the rest of your family is not healthy, right? And so, you know, if I, I'll share this too, along those lines of, if and when I am having one of those afternoons, mm-hmm. they happen, not quite as often uh, as maybe they have in the past, but the I'll step away. Like if you're having a really true witching hour where everything's just getting out of whack, mm-hmm. leave the kitchen, maybe turn off the stove, and cook <laughs> something. but like <laughs> leave the kitchen, go in the other room, go hide in the closet. You know, that hilarious mom who was like eating Twizzlers in the closet and her little daughter went viral a couple (laughs) years ago I think and I'm like that's all of us like when you're having those afternoons you just do you should leave the kitchen you should escape for four or five minutes do whatever it is if it's Twizzlers or have a Twix bar or like grab the ice (laughs) cream on your way out or whatever like do something go pray go have go have a, a come to Jesus moment with yourself and him and like, right. just reset yourself and then go back in because you're going to set the tone in there too. So if you're all frazzled, you're, you're, you're setting the tone of the heartbeat to be frazzled. And so if you can escape for a second and just reset, then go back in your dinner experience is going to be wildly different people. And I, 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 I share that sometimes and people are like, she is crazy. Mm. 
Like, there's no way I'm leaving my kitchen and for five minutes at the witching hour. I'm like, just yep. try it. Just trust me. <laughs> and so sure enough, if, if you can reset your attitude um, and or reframe whatever the situation is happening in your kitchen. Um, and, you know, one of the ways I like to do that is, is like a, a, a grabbing a gratitude sort, sort of moment. Like, okay. I'm super freaking out right now, but I'm super grateful right. that I have food to make tonight. And you've and got to people, feed people to feed. That's it. That's awesome. Just, exactly. Yeah. Like one simple thought can really do a number on your heart and change the kind of dynamic in, 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 in yourself and in, in the whole space and in the kitchen and the meal prep and everything that comes with it. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. Well, Aaron, thank you so much for joining us today. It really, it, I, I hope that the takeaway for everyone is that, that investing their time in making sure that these meal times and the, these relationships that they're building with their family um, is is not only incredibly worth it, but it is it's also incredibly attainable to get there. It's not it's not that hard if you just prioritize and take one step at a time. Yeah, exactly. That's I would say plan one meal for tonight, tonight, tomorrow, whatever it is. Just decide on it right now. And then go in and execute on it and then just repeat that, repeat that and kind of smooth it all out. And over time, you'll start to to feel that shift, you know, not only day to day, but then week to week, month to month. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I'm just having not exactly. so many of those days anymore. And that dinner experience is just lovely with your family. That's it really, really is now. because there is there are precious few times um, that are as many memories made, as many good conversations had kind of as a group. Um, than happen around the table. And it is so worthwhile to invest your time and your energy in making those times as good as possible. So Aaron, thank you again for all of your ideas and uh, just for taking the time to hang out with us today. You are welcome. And thank you for having me on and um, getting to share and with everyone today. Before you go real quick, um, make sure that you tell them where they can connect with you and, you know, just kind of any, anything that they need to know about my freeze easy or $5 dinners. I'll, I'll link literally uh, give you a link in the, in the comments below, but, but I wanted to let Aaron give you a little bit more insight about that as well before we go. Absolutely. So $5 dinners is the number $5 dinners.com all spelled out is the best place to connect. We have, um, Facebook pages and groups and Pinterest and Instagram. We hmm. pretty much are everywhere. Um, but the homepage of $5 Dinners is the best place to connect to see what we are doing with recipes and the meal plans and my Easy and all of that is there on the homepage. So be sure to check awesome, that out. Awesome, awesome. And I will, again, leave you links below. Um, but Erin, again, I appreciate your being here. And for everybody else, I hope you have a wonderful afternoon. Thanks for joining us today. And I look forward to talking to you again real soon. Thank you for listening to the Teach Them Diligently podcast. We believe that every family is called to teach them diligently, so we're here to help. We would love to get to know you on site at one of our many events each year and throughout the year when you become part of the Teach Them Diligently 365 community. Go to www.teachthemdiligently.net forward slash podcast to get more details and resources to encourage and equip your family. While you're there, you can also pick up the show notes and additional information from today's show. 
It's our daily prayer that God will encourage and equip your family through Teach Them Diligently. And we'd love to hear from you. Send us a note or share your stories with us on social media with the hashtag WeTTD. God is doing great things within his families all around the world, and we would love to celebrate that with you. We'd also love to have you join us by subscribing to our podcast and then sharing it with a friend who could use a little encouragement as they too follow God's plan for their family. Hope you have a fantastic rest of your day, and I look forward to visiting with you again real soon.